Hey guys, what is up? My name is Reese. And I'm Holly. And this is the, the Deadly, Deadly Discourse, Discourse Podcast. Podcast. We are so happy to have you guys back. Or, or if this is your first time hanging out with us, that is awesome hey, too. What's Very up? excited to have you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, last week was Holly's case. I hope you guys enjoyed it. But this week, it is my turn. This time, it is her turn. It is my turn. So this week you're going to be doing something a little bit different. It's just going to be a little spooky time. A little spooky. But we wanted yeah. to do a little decompression time from the last yeah. two cases because, not that they were super heavy, but you know. Let's just decompress with some terror. Yeah, let's just de- decompress with some ghost stories. Ghost stories. Let's start the campfire. Ooh. Ooh. Do your best ghost impression. Like, ooh. I guess. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was all right. <laughs> well. I mean, I guess we can go ahead and get started. We yeah. don't have anything to say, do we? Um, I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Now, if you guys have any cases that you're interested in sending us, please send them to deadlydiscoursepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. Um, if you guys want anything covered. Uh, we did get a couple of submissions, which is pretty surprising. <laughs> it's fun. really exciting, But though. it's really fun and cool. It is really fun and cool. So I'll probably, one of my next cases will probably come from one of those submissions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would love to do, like, a listener submission. Submitted exactly, exactly. I want to give you guys what you want. Exactly. You know? We want to give you guys what you want. Yeah, I want to be able to... To be the best for you. You want to be the very best that no one ever was. All right, let's okay. get started. <laughs> Fuck that. We're not Ash Ketchum. <laughs> I wish. I wish I was Ash Actually, Ketchum. I'd prefer to be Brock for some... Brock? Yeah. I had a crush on Brock when I was younger. Oh, uh, yeah, past tense? Because mine's still... Well... Mine's still active. I guess I just... Did pass in so it didn't sound like a fucking nerd, but like oh, okay. I love Brock and his fucking. <laughs> this honest. is actually just a podcast about Brock yeah, from this is, Pokemon. This entire episode actually. Is be about Brock <laughs> There's from no story. It's just us talking about Brock. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, I guess we'll get into the actual story yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Let's get into the actual case. <laughs> All right. So this week I'm going to be doing, as you can tell from the title, the Wyrick House. Yes. Which is kind of a little local deal for it's us. Pretty local. It's, it's pretty close to us. Um, we're not going to tell you how close. We're not, yeah. You creepers. You, you got to guess. <laughs> Whoever guesses how many miles correctly wins a $10 gift card. The silence was deafening. <laughs> I said that. I'm trying to think of something like, may not be honored to check out. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> All right. So anyways, so the Wyrick house. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into this. So, in February 1989, the Wyrick family decided to move to a quaint little one-story, three-bedroom house quaint. in the small town of Ellerslie, Georgia. So, the parents, Andrew and Lisa, wanted, like, a fresh new start and a safe place to, like, raise a family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so, at the time, Ellerslie only had a population of, like, 3,000. Yes. So, you know, it was relatively small, relatively, like... Just growing. Like, people... Yeah, growing. People... Everyone knew each other then or whatever. You know, it was the 80s. And, sorry, that was gross. That was a gross sniff. <laughs> nice. Let me know if you can hear that. <laughs> okay, anyways. Dude, we just went to the gym. I'm kind of feeling I know. Little... We just, yeah, we, we should have mentioned that in the business. Yeah. We just went to the gym. Uh, we killed it. We BT killed dubs. it. Reese was, like, sprinting on the treadmill. I was a little concerned. I was like, this bitch is about to run off of the treadmill. <laughs> but she played me the song in the car that she was listening to, and it was, like, the heaviest metal. It's, <laughs> it's like, Genesis nice. by Deftones. Yes. If you guys should listen to it, it's very good. It was really good. It's great for sprinting. It's great for run runs, you know? <laughs> okay, let's get back into this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so... The population was like 3,000 at the time. Everyone knew each other. It was it seemed like a safe community. So they were like, all right, let's start a family here. 
So at the time, they already had a daughter named Heidi, and she was three years old. So almost soon, like pretty soon after they uh, moved into the house, Heidi had started telling them about a, an imaginary friend that she had. Right? So I she's, hate that already. Right? <laughs> if my kid ever says, I have an imaginary friend, I'm like, no, you don't. Well, what are you talking about? I mean, kids will be kids. They're going to... I used to have imaginary friends. Did you? I've never had one. Yeah, I was very lonely as a child. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Not the trauma dump on live air. Okay, so Heidi had had an imaginary friend, um, and so this imaginary friend was called Mr. Gordy. Her and Mr. Gordy would play in her room together, play on the swings, have conversations a lot. Heidi described her new friend as an older man uh, in a black suit wearing a top hat and some shiny shoes. So Slender Man? Yeah, honestly, it did sound like Slenderman, yeah. but without, like, the top hat. Um, so I was a little freaked out about that, but she'll like Mr. Gordy. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so, uh, Heidi thought it was a little bit weird that, like, her friend wasn't, like, a child like her. Because normally when kids have imaginary friends, they're either, like, like a weird animals, animals yeah. or, like, children also. Yeah. So she was like, okay, kind of weird that you're hanging out with an old man, but <laughs> I support you nonetheless. She was, like, she wanted to support her child, you know, and just, she figured it was, like, her way of coping with the move. Yeah. So she was, like, okay, Hanging she out can with have fun. People. So, being a good mother that she is, she entertained the idea of Mr. Gordy, and she even made, like, extra plates for him and mm-hmm. stuff, and they would eat, because that's what Heidi requested, mm-hmm. that he would be able to sit at the, at the at the table with them, eat dinner with them. Obviously, the plates would be left untouched. Yeah. But, you know. And she, bites had gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story, Heidi. Yes, that's another story. But, so she would, like, make plates for him. She was, in general, pretty supportive of her child, which I can applaud. I do like that. Very good job, You should Lisa. support your child's imagination. Yeah, exactly. They might be a very creative human being. Yeah, you don't want to You should nurture that. them. Nurture that creativity. And if your child wants to dress like a gothic child in middle and high school, let them. This is We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Lucy were like, why weren't we more emo in high school? We were like, do you know the meme with Oprah when she's like, were you silenced or were, were you, you silent? silent? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's us in high school exactly. trying to be emo. Exactly. So, obviously, she was supportive of Mr. Gordy because she just wanted to let her girl, her little girl have fun, you know? Yeah. And she would let her continue to, like, play on the swings and would some, and she would sometimes see her, like, reach up to hold an imaginary hand. I don't like that. Yeah, a little creepy creep, but... If I am looking out into my yard and I see my child just, like, reaching up and talking to the air, I don't... I just don't like it. I literally cannot say anything. I used to do that shit. Are you serious? I was a weirdo. Like, I can't... I was a weirdo. Okay. Yeah, it was bad. I don't think I can hang out with you anymore. (laughs) This podcast is over. This podcast is now over. (laughs) But, anyways, so she would hold his little hand, whatever. Uh, But one day, there was a ring at the door, and Heidi went to answer it. Which is like, don't let your children answer the door. But this is the 80s. Yeah, this is the 80s. Nobody cared. Yeah. If someone rung the door, I would be like, Mom! Yeah, I would immediately hide for the next 30 to 45 minutes. Exactly. I'm like, I'm not answering the door. (laughs) (laughs) I do not exist. (laughs) So, uh, when Heidi opened the door, she was met with a man who called himself Khan. And he was covered in blood with, like, an injured hand. And he was saying that he needed help. So, obviously, Heidi went to go get her mom for help. And rightfully worried... Lisa rushed to the door to see what was going on. She got to the door to see absolutely no one there. Ew. So obviously Lisa freaked out, and she immediately called her husband Andrew to come come to the house as fast as he could. 
because she feared that the man was trying to like, like kidnap. Break in yeah, or, like, yeah, like like you know, sometimes people like will scout a house by doing something yeah. like that. Exactly. So he she was like, "Come home right now. We need to find this guy," etc. So as soon as he got home, he looked everywhere in the entire neighborhood, asking neighbors if they had seen this man called Khan with a bloody hand. And to no avail, he couldn't find Khan anywhere. Uh, and so soon after the Khan incident, incident, Lisa's sister Joyce moved next next door to the Wyrick family. Yes. So Lisa told her sister about Heidi's imaginary friend and the man called Khan and all the other weird things that had been going on. Like, you know, her just talking into the air, playing with a, an imaginary friend, whatever. It seemed like normal kid stuff. But, you know, Joyce was a little... She was a little peeved. She, she was, was little, like, what is that? She was like, hmm, what do you mean? And so, Joyce suggested that they find the previous owners of the house to try to get some answers. Very Joyce, smart sister. Yeah, she's, she's, I give Joyce a lot of props in this Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, Joyce then called the, the real estate agent to get a little bit more information on the previous owner and found out that it was a woman named Kelly. So, Joyce and, and Lisa soon got in contact with Kelly. Once Kelly got into contact with the family, she offered to come to the house and help learn a, bit, a little bit more about the house. So when Kelly came in, she shared that she shared with them that a man named James Gordy lived in the house before her, but he had no. passed away in 1974. No. Yeah. So James Gordy was a real estate agent and a Sunday school pastor for. Oh, um, so he was a nice. Yeah, buddy. he's a very nice man. Aww. So he was a Sunday school pastor in um, I think it was for a Methodist church in Ellerslie, and then he worked in Columbus, and so Columbus is like a little town close to Ellerslie. It's like where people go to like. Actually like get the things. metropolitan yeah, area. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a metropolitan area of this because in Harris County where Ellerslie is, there's literally nothing. nothing. <laughs> so yeah. So um he was a real estate agent. He seemed like a good guy or whatever, but he had died in nineteen seventy four. Fun fact. So he's fun, dead. <laughs> fun fact he's dead. So now that Lisa's connecting the dots about her daughter's friend, Mr. Gordy, uh, and the original owner, James Gordy, she realized mm-hmm. that they were dealing with something different. So, Lisa decided to tell Heidi that... What do you do in that situation? Right. When you find out that your child's been talking to ghosts? Right. I think Lisa did the right thing. Okay. So, she decided to tell Heidi that her friend was actually James Gordy and that he'd already passed. Oh, okay. She was very upfront. She was very upfront about it. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so, after being told this, Heidi insisted on going to his grave to visit him. Aww. Which is very sweet. I was like, oh, Heidi, very cute. I wonder what his unfinished business was. You'll get, I'll get to Oh, that. hell yeah. yeah. Okay, I bet. And so, Lisa and Heidi went to Park Hill Cemetery, which is where Mr. Gordy's grave is, mm-hmm. which is really close to us. So, I kind of want to go. It? Yeah, it's, it's. Do you want to visit Mr. Gordy? I kind of wanted to go visit Mr. Gordy and thank him for being such a cool guy. Okay, we can go. We can do that later. Or like, you know, Let's some other Bacon. time. Let's do a road trip. Yeah, it's on Macon Road. Where's Macon Road? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa and Heidi went to see uh, Park Hill, Park, went to Park Hill Cemetery to see Mr. Gordy's grave. And funny little thing is, Heidi did not know how to read, right? But she immediately ran to his grave. Oh, knew where it was. was like a connection. Yeah, she she just knew where it was. So they went. That's and, so creepy. Very creepy, but like. I like Mr. Gordy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I can't like I'm like yeah that's really what sweet. A sweet old man. Yeah. So. Which is super crazy, and so she t- she spent some time at Mr. Gordy's grave and stuff, you know, they got to, since now that she knows that he is He's dead, dead. <laughs> he is deceased, <laughs> so 
After this, Lisa asks Kelly to come back to the house with pictures of her and her family in the house to show Heidi to see if she recognizes anyone. Once Kelly shows Heidi the photos, uh, she immediately pointed out a man in the back of a photo. Was it Mr. Gordy? Mm. So was it Con? It was Con. Ah! It was Con. So Kelly tells them that that was his, that was her uncle Lon, which non Con, not Con, but Lon. But I'll get into that later. Oh. So it was it was Kelly's uncle, uh, Lon Bachelor. Yeah, Lon Bachelor, and so he had lost his hand in a cotton gin accident at twenty two. Oh, another cotton but gin. He, I know a cotton gin of all places. <laughs> Well, those things um, are kind of dangerous. Well, yeah, obviously he lost a hand. It blades and shit. Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace, Mr. Gordy's hand. Oh, no, this is Lon's hand. This is Lon's hand. I this don't is fucking Lon. care about Lon. Yeah, he was only, he was very brief. Okay. But, um, so it was her uncle named Lon. Uh, he was in a, like, cotton gin accident at 22, and then he died of cancer in 19... 19- fucking sucks. Right? In 1957. So, I have a theory about Lon slash Con. Oh! That I will share with you guys pretty soon. I came up with Christ. it on my own. I came up with it on my own. She used her own thinker for this. She used y'all. my own noggin. So, anyways, so now that par- Heidi's parents didn't really know what to do with this information, <laughs> and since moving wasn't really an option for them, because like if she sees there. ghosts now, she's gonna see ghosts regardless. You know what I always thought about? Hmm. You know the Long Island medium Teresa. Yeah. I wonder what she was like as a child. Right. I bet that was a weird child. She'd probably always be like, hey, mommy, can I go tell that guy at the grocery store that his grandma's trying to say hey? And she's like, just eat your fruit snacks and shut the fuck up. Can we just shop for groceries? Can we just shop for groceries we're for in once? The, we're in the bread aisle. We're in the bread aisle. <laughs> this is the Panera bread, ma'am. Exactly. So, uh, since moving wasn't an option and stuff, uh, they got Heidi a dog to try to distract her from all the things going on. Oh, yeah, a dog. Yeah. Yeah, so Heidi... <laughs> oh my God, which what? is like, I mean... They're just grasping for sure. Like, They're like, maybe if she plays with a dog, she won't play with dead people. <laughs> exactly. But, so Heidi loved this dog, and it seemed to be doing a great job at first. However, the, the dog, dog would... becomes possessed. No. Oh. <laughs> the dog would soon begin to, like, staring in, like, corners and hallways, and just, like, barking and growling into nothingness. You know they see shit. Yeah, they do, and so do cats. Mm. Um, and so, sadly, the pupper did not last very long. Didn't die. Did they just have to rehome it? No, he ran away. <laughs> he was like, this shit's too scary so for me, bro. He was bro. like, fuck this. Uh, he ran away one day after some specifically spooky shit went down, uh, and they never found him. So, after the after Heidi's parents started to, ex- after this, Heidi's parents started to experience paranormal activity also. Ew. Things like doors and cabinets opening and closing, uh, and Lisa said that she remembered a time when Heidi and her friend that was alive... And a real child. Um, <laughs> a real alive one. A real child. <laughs> um, was playing in like the living room and a chair had been pulled out from the table and pushed over as, it, as if it had been thrown by an invisible force. Ew. Very Can you imagine how scared you are in that situation? Right, it's like, what the fuck Like, how do? do you protect your children? There's you don't. Like ghost throwing chairs and shit. What's the protocol? Right, what's the protocol on this? Do you just like call a pastor or a priest and you're just like are they gonna, hey I mean, can you just... try your best <laughs> hey buddy <laughs> that's me again you know the wire cows <laughs> and so uh she accounted that on some nights she would often hear whispers over her and her her over her and her husband's bed nope uh saying Don't things like that yeah exactly saying things to her and calling her name out and soon the the oh interactions began to become more sinister 
Ew, that's not sinister enough. Just wait. Just wait. <sighs> Be patient, Grasshopper. I'm just like already like. Ugh. My yeah, skin well, is crawling. I'm you know sleeping we're with really my close to this. Uh, you know what? Do you want me to kill myself? Because I will. So since the interactions had become a little bit more sinister. Lisa contacted a local pastor to get his advice on the situation. And, you know, I have my own opinions about the church. But this, this guy was this no does. this guy was no help. He was like, oh, yeah, that's a super crazy story. Um, <laughs> this guy was but no ghosts help. don't actually exist. Oh, no. But demons do. It's just... It's like, thank you, Methodist church guy. Love you. <laughs> you know, like, he didn't even come bless the house. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, the Holy Spirit, do you not consider that to be a ghost? Isn't I cannot say it being... Well, it's like an entity of its own, I guess. I completely understand why he would think ghosts don't exist and demons do, because demons are something that has never come from this world. Yeah, I suppose ghosts are supposed to be someone They're like humans that are tethered, Yeah. But isn't there, like, a purgatory situ- situation? I, I don't know. You'd have to ask that man personally what his beliefs are. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Because it, it didn't really help. He didn't know at all. He <laughs> was so, of no help. So, in February 1994, the family welcomed a sweet little baby girl named Jordan. Aww. Yeah, so she came to the family. And soon after Jordan's birth, Heidi began to explain that there was something bad in the house. Ew. Heidi said the bad thing was a dark figure that would appear in her bedroom making the room a lot colder, and it would just stand at the end of her bed. How do you deal with that as a child? You don't. You run and cry. That's just terrifying. Right? And so she said that the figure would try to get her, and it would pull her hair, and she said it had done that on multiple occasions. And so one night, Heidi woke up with three deep scratches on her face. Oh, no. Her parents assumed that she somehow did it in her sleep to herself. Why would they assume that? Because there's, there's, like, ghosts and shit. Like, why would... Dude. I mean, this is, like, a whole weird situation for them. I guess. And she's, like, a child, so, like, it's possible that she could have scratched her own face. I don't understand why she would not be sleeping in their room in the first place. Right? Like, come sleep with me. Exactly. But I guess it wouldn't really help because they were whispering over their bed, oh, too. Oh, God. I forgot about the whispers. Yeah, they were, like... The way that I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> well, so, she just... They just assumed that she did it in her sleep um, until her father, Andrew, woke up the next day with a searing pain on his face and back. Ooh, did he get scratched? Yeah, he had discovered two sets of three deep scratch marks on him. <sighs> Not six. One set of face and one... <gasps> six! Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't put that together! Well, three scratch marks is like the mark of a beast. Oh yeah, because it yeah. was demons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <Duh>. obviously. <laughs> you guys are catching on by now. <laughs> you didn't catch on really. These are demons. These are <laughs> demons that we're dealing with, dude. Oh, so now that I've let you guys know that it. we have demons, right? I did, they only saw Khan one time. Right? Yeah, Con Lon. Con Lon. So I... I think he was probably just a ghost. I want to... I want to just... I have a theory. Ooh, okay, yeah, maybe yeah. he was a demon. Interesting. And she lit him in whenever she was like, hey, wait here for my mommy. And she was like, come wait inside. And she invited him in? No. Um, <laughs> no, I just think that since, since his name was Con instead of Lon, it was like a trick. So the, not he was a punny demon. <laughs> No, like, what I'm saying is, like, it's a trick, and, like, he was trying to lure her out to attach to her, because one of them is trying to attach to her, and so... The way that I thought it was, like, a vampire demon. I'm like, yeah, they gotta be invited in. They have to be invited in. No, demons just come in, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're not, like... They don't give a fuck. They're not, like, hey, can I come in? No, fuck that. (laughs) They're, like, I'm here. I'm I'm at the edge of your bed. (laughs) (laughs) And so, 
she, they both woke up with, with deep scratches on their face and body. Uh, and this has happened a few times. So feeling oh helpless, uh, the family reached out to a parapsychologist named Dr. William Roll. Okay. Dr. Roll came to the house and showed Heidi a few pictures, and she was able to immediately identify Mr. Gordy out of a lineup of photos of men. Just random men and Mr. Gordy. Oh. But she was like, oh, that's Mr. Gordy. Right? Which is really cool because we love Mr. Gordy. We love Mr. Gordy. Um, I wish he didn't go. Maybe he could be, like, her protector. Can you just listen? I'm sorry. Please, like, like, you're just, you're just giving away my case. Oh, okay. Okay, okay well, then just pretend like that <laughs> part wasn't it. We do your part. And so... She saw Mr. Gordy in the lineup. Yeah. Um, and after a few more tests and trials, uh, Dr. Roll decided that they were indeed experiencing paranormal activity. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Roll. Why Roll. did they it's, need those trials? Right? Like, honestly, <laughs> these people are just telling them, like, what they already know. They're like, it's yeah, like, we think it's demons. Yeah, like, we think it's Yeah, ghosts. no shit. Like, yeah, we already fucking knew that. Thank so you stupid. for the fucking... Info. Right. It's like, dude. But uh, it left him with, like, a few questions and stuff, like... Why the, Why Heidi? Why this little girl? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can she see stuff, and why is it trying to attach to her? And so Lisa recalled that Heidi had never been afraid of anything. She said that she hadn't. She was never been. She had never been scared of of Con, but she'd always. She'd never been scared of Mr. Gordy. But when she saw the dark figure in her room, she was hysterical. Oh. Obviously, like so shit. She, yeah. So maybe Con was just a ghost because she said she wasn't afraid of it. I don't think he was a demon. I just, I thought it was a dumb theory. It is a good theory. Yeah. Um, and so she and Andrew discussed moving, but the likelihood of uh, Heidi seeing spirits elsewhere came up. So they. Yeah, but probably less fucking evil than whatever's in that house. Right, you know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, just fucking. What? Just try to get. Just get out of there. Is there saging ever done? Huh? Did they ever sage the area at um, any point? Yeah, one, they got like a, like a pastor to come bless the house, but yeah. it didn't do anything. So, wow, that's super great. They didn't do anything. Oh, my gosh. Um, Sorry, Kimberly, if you're listening. <laughs> but they continued to, to search for help. Uh, so it was long after this that the uh, media learned about the Wyrick house. A reporter drove up to the house and claimed to get an awful feeling from it. He was so off-put by the feeling that he left before even speaking with the family. The community learned of the family and their troubles, and Heidi got a lot of unwanted attention. Oh, uh, like at school which, and stuff? Yeah, which that sucks. sucks. So Lisa and Joyce remembered that her mother used to talk about seeing uh, people and hearing voices, but they just thought that it, it, she may have just been messing with them or having fun, but now they believe that she may have actually been seeing spirits and that it could... Her um, mother? Yeah, her grand... So Heidi's like grandmother... Grandma. Lisa, Lisa's mom, Heidi's grandmother. Interesting. Yeah, so they were they're like, maybe we have a medium family, Yeah. you know? And so after this discussion about having, like, Stuff in in the family and stuff. Uh, Lisa and Joyce began to experience more paranormal activity. Lisa found her daughter, Jordan, speaking to someone when she was about the age of three. No! Jordan, Jordan told her that she was playing with a new friend who was a little girl. Oh. Demons present themselves as children. They do. Yes. And so, uh, Heidi told her mom that this little girl was friendly, but it didn't make Lisa feel any better, obviously. Because demons present themselves as children. As children. This is like a fun fact that yeah. everybody knows. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Actually, really sad themselves. fact. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> so, Dr. Roll was called in again. Now believing that seeing spirits ran in the family, he called in a well-known psychic and asked her to come to the home. So, the psychic was instantly sensed... The, the, the psychic instantly sensed a little girl in the home. 
as well as a spirit she believed to be Mr. Gordy. The psychic also said that's good. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the psychic also said that there were three dark spirits in the house. Three. Three. It gets worse. Oh no! How's it get worse? How many more pages are there? There's not that many. Okay. Um, but the family wanted a little bit more answers, so they called in a second psychic to come in. The second psychic said that there were three demon entities in the home. She said that one of the demons was trying to live in Jordan's room. She said that there the second demon was trying to attach itself to Heidi. So probably the one standing at the end of her yeah, bed. Yeah, like trying to hurt her and stuff. Yeah. Um but the good spider but there was a good spirit that was fighting it off. So Mr. Gordy. Mr. Gordy. Mr. Gordy. They also believe that the good he said, spirit back. Get back, you beast. Get, get back, kitchen witch. Imagine the jousting or not the jousting, the fencing emoji. Oh back. Yes. Back back back. back. <laughs> so they believe the good spirit to be uh Mr. Gordy. So the psychic said that the third demon would travel between the living room and the wall over the parents' bed. Oh, that was the whispering one? Yes, the one whispering. If someone ever said that, that is... Ugh, I, would, I hate that. Literally, okay, I'm talking about this now, and I kind of want to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, my body just is just Through rejecting it. the living it. room wall? Right? Ew. So the psychic told them that there was a portal. A portal? A portal in the family's living room between the spirit world and the real world. She told them that the demonic ent- ent- entities could find their way through the portal and would not want to leave. She said that the portal was in the fireplace and everything that had come through was sticking around. Ew, so can you imagine more stuff could have come through? Right? Could to- okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, feeling helpless, the, the family asked their pastor to come and cleanse the house of evil spirits. The pastor came to the house and did what pastors do to get rid of demons, but it didn't seem to work, as the family hoped. <laughs> One night. This is like smirking. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> I'm not here to diss anybody's religion. But one night, uh, Heidi was awakened by a very bad feeling. Ooh. Ooh, not the bad feeling. She sensed a dark presence at the end of her bed and she screamed for her parents. They ran in to discover that the evil spirit had yanked her off her bed and was <gasps> holding her upside down over the floor. Oh my god. Yeah. And at this time, Shit. the family was oh like, gosh. fuck this. We're getting out of here. They left the house. They moved out. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to wait for your child to be dangling in midair. Exactly. To, like, fucking move out from this shit. Like, <laughs> like what? Like, like you didn't you, move out when you heard there was a portal you, in yeah, your living like room? A portal, like a portal in your living room for demons. Yeah, like for the spiritual it, world. It bro. took them fucking shaking Heidi around like they're fucking a like titan a or something. Wing. Oh, exactly. my God. It, like a fuck. That, I mean, that shit is scary. Yeah, that shit is scary. I can't say what I would do in that situation Um, because it's the I can say what I would do. I would simply leave. (laughs) I'd be like, Mom, I'm coming to stay with you at your house. I don't even like when floor creaks, and I know that the floor is going to creak before I step on it. I still don't like that. (laughs) See, I'm not afraid of ghosts or, like, demons or anything. I am very much. Well, I mean, because they're already here. You just don't know it. Like, they're probably all over the place. Like, honestly. But here's the thing. If you just They're not bothering me. They're not bothering me, exactly. So I could just tell them to go away. Ew, I don't want to have me. any communication with anything. I don't even want to tell it to go away. You know what? I didn't, I didn't even just say that. Just tell it to go away. Uh, and so, basically, they moved out. They didn't have any more problems. But Heidi is now a young woman and no longer lives in the old family home. She reports that she has not seen Mr. Gordy for years, probably Aww. because she moved out of the house. You know what I'm saying? He was probably just attached to the house. Yeah. Uh, and however, she does continue to see... Uh, mysterious dark figures, as well as n- numerous other spirits. The sightings are so frequent that she now has to take them in stride. 
Uh, Heidi told a news outlet mm-hmm. that she can sense when it's an evil presence or if it's a good presence. That's good. That's good yeah. to know, if I If I can sense evil, you wouldn't believe the feelings you can get. I've literally been sick to my stomach. Like, Ew. dude, I feel that. Like, sometimes you're just, like, in a room and you can, it gets, it feels, like, you feel the, the, the like hairs clammy. on the back of your neck and you're, like, clammy and you're, like, oh, this is not good. I don't know what it is, but it's sometimes you just feel vibes. that way. Just whenever bad you, vibes. Whenever you vibe check and it's just bad. It's just not good. It's just evil. Vibe check, evil. And so, there's been no explanation for her visions. Uh, yeah, there yeah. was a fucking explanation. There was a fucking portal to the spirit world exactly. in her fireplace. But why does she still have them? Probably because she's just sensitive she's to just, it. Yeah, I mean, she's just sensitive the to the grandmother was sensitive, so mm-hmm. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure psych, psychism? Yeah. What would you refer to it as? Mediumism. <laughs> the being of a medium is probably yeah. like genetic or something. I think it is too because I think you can be like sensitive to the, the spirit realm or whatever. You know, babies are. Probably. Because they I just fucking got it. here. You know They're what I'm like, saying? like, damn, I was just born, dude. They're like, bro, I just went through the spirit portal to get here, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a fireplace, dude. And so, but you know, I just want to add this in there because, you know, we want to pay, pay respects to Mr. Andrew. Sadly, he passed away in 2012 at only 45 years old. Who's Mr. Andrew? Heidi's dad. Oh. <laughs> Rest he in peace. Rip Andrew. We love you. I hope Heidi gets to see you sometimes. He passed? Yeah, he's dead. That's what I just said. <laughs> I know, but like at 45, you said? At 45. Oh, That's a very young age. That's a very young age. Yeah. I wonder if she has had any wonder, like, um, like sightings experiences him. with him. With like family members. With family members, yeah. yeah. Or if she just sees, like, random ones when she's out and about. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever read um, Vampire Academy? No. Well, in the book, this is a spoiler for Vampire Academy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's been out for, like, 12 years. In the book, one of the girls has died, and someone brought her back to life by, like, healing her. And she just sees spirits, you know, because she came back from it. But it's it's not, like, people she knows. It's just, like out walking in that area. It's like when you run up on Pokemon in the wild. Oh. Yeah. You know, I thought that... Okay, this may be a Game of Thrones spoiler, but, you know, Game of Thrones has been out for a while, so if you haven't watched it... Sorry. Sorry. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> but when Jon Snow came back to life, I thought he would have had experiences like that, but no. No. I guess that's not really a thing in the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones so. universe. I mean, they have, like, spirits. They have, like, the White Walkers. Yeah, but they weren't, like... Ugh, why did they not do more with them? So it was, like... Is John with the wildlings now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so like he, with the he left with the wildlings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was just ex, ex, like... Excommunicated? No, I thought he was just like... Exiled? No. Escorting them out. No, I think he went with them. Good, because Tormund was so gay for him. Oh, <laughs> Tormund was like, John, you little small John, man. John, you little small man. John, you small man. I love you so much. <laughs> and I was like, damn. And Tormund had a... Okay, enough Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah, let's get off of that order right there. But anyways, so Heidi is now healthy, fun, and cool. She has her own family. She sees ghosts and shit. She sees oh, ghosts. I wonder if her kids see anything. Right? I'm I wonder if her kids. I wonder if her kids like turn nine. Oh, I have a fun story about this. Oh wow, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Natalie. Shout our out little to Natalie. Friend, no Natalie, last name. No last name because I said it earlier, but I took it out. Yeah, we had to redo it. <laughs> but um. Uh, her mom had had babysat uh two of the girls who lived in the house after Heidi did. Ooh. Yeah, 
And so uh, they were babysitting, or they were over at, she was over at their house for some reason, and while they were playing in the living room, mm-hmm. uh, in, and like, which was like close to the kitchen is what her mom said, uh, like the, the microwave fucking turned on, Ew. and their, their refrigerator started fucking spewing water and shit. Like, That's terrifying. Not cool, not fun at all. I would just like leave the children. <laughs> like, just leave. Clean this fucking water up and deal with your ghost. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Feed yourself. <laughs> nah. That's so scary. Yeah. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Like, I know I would leave, but it's just like so terrifying to have those experiences. Have you ever had a ghost experience? Absolutely not. And oh, if I've I had ever plenty. do, I will kill myself. I refuse. Okay, it's really not that bad. It is. No, it's That's, not. like, what terrifies me. You know, like, the, like, real human crime stories don't scare me, but you throw a ghost in that bitch, I am not sleeping without a nightlight. <laughs> I get that. It's just so scary. Did you ever go to my grandma's house? No, but I do remember. Telling you about all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. G- give them a little rundown on what happened at Grammy's. I'll give you guys a little taste at my granny's house. Yeah. So, when I was in high school, we were taking care of uh, my grandmother with dementia, and so, at this house, like, my grandfather had died or whatever at the house, which is, like, he was a great dude, so. Yeah. Whatever. But, so, a few of the caretakers before uh, we were taking care of, our, of her were kind of, like, mean to her and, like, would steal her medicine and stuff. And so rude. So rude. But you know what I love? What? I have a hunch that it was my grandpa doing this. Um. um they would lay, they would take a nap on the couch or whatever while she's napping, and they would wake up feeling like they were being strangled. Oh, like your yeah. grandpa was just yeah, was like, them out. Don't hurt my woman. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, I never experienced that. I was never hurt in the house, but they're probably I did. like, Why are you fucking stealing? Like that kind of thing. Literally, yeah. And go so, grandpa. Go George. Oh yeah. I love him. Okay, nice. but anyways. So one night I was sleeping in my bedroom at her house and it was like three o'clock in the morning. I just woke up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is gonna give me the little shivers. The little shivers. <laughs> All of my dresser drawers were open, so was the closet door, and my grandpa's hat was sitting on the floor. Ew! <laughs> I woke up, I went to my mom's room, and I was like, were you looking at my drawers for something? Ew! And she was like, no, what are you talking about? I'm asleep, it's three o'clock in the morning. And <gasps> I was three like, o'clock, that's like that's the witching witch hour. Exactly! <laughs> that's so, that's I was so like, scary. Yeah, no, I was like, oh. Can I sleep with you? Do <laughs> you mind if I just... <laughs> Fucking 15. I'm like, Mom, please. Please. So I slept with her. Well, no, actually, I slept with my granny. Because she, she slept in the same room as my mom. So okay. my mom could hear when she get when she got up. So I slept in the same bed with my granny like, that night. because granny I, will protect me. Yeah, maybe George will mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. But, anyways, we love you all. You guys have a great couple of weeks till we see you again. Yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, bye. bye. Love you. Love you.